Welcome to episode 24. We are excited that you are joining us tonight. I got a really good friend with me tonight, Jonathan Irby. Welcome to BGTV, Irby. Thanks for having me, B. Rad. Absolutely. To it. Me and Irby go way back. We played Little League Baseball together, and you know what? He's the only person that I've ever hit back-to-back -back home runs with. Let's go. Come Bang. On. We were 12 years old, back-to-back -back homers. Felt like we were major leaguers and champs. Uh, champs. I mean, so we go way back, but we've always had in common just our desire to please the Lord, yeah. our desire to grow closer to God, and just the conversation we've been having this week. I've just been stirred. You know, I really feel like this moment in time, that Jesus is getting ready to come back. There's an urgency that is building up on the inside of people who are hunger. Um, the Bible says to you know those to, thunk, to hunger and thirst for righteousness. And I feel like that this moment right now, I'm getting hungrier yeah. than ever. You know, um, but tonight we're talking about finding your identity in. Christ, finding your spiritual identity. Um, it's easy to lose your identity in spiritual wounds. Um, it's easy to, to lose your identity. And when, when we get messed up with different doctrines or just how people are living around us and settling for a standard that we don't want to live, and we can just lose our identity. And how should we find our identity in Christ? How do we find our identity again in the spiritual matter? And tonight, Irby has just, we talked this week and just has a really good understanding of how to find your identity. So Irby, how can we find our identity in this culture that we're going through right now? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a really good question. And I think Looking back on my life, uh, as we grew up, you know, I played sports my whole life, played baseball, I was good at it, played college, and I always, my identity was always wrapped up in that, because right. I was a baseball player, I was right. an athlete, and then when that ended, man, there was just this, like, time of depression I went through, because I really didn't know what to do after that. Didn't know who you were. Didn't, <laughs> didn't have a clue. Yeah. Like, my whole life was surrounded in sports, and that's all I knew, and that's right. all I was going to do the rest of my life. Sure, sure. You know, got hurt, and then that's done, and it's just like, okay, what now? Yeah. You know, yeah. And it's like, what now? And I think so many people are out there today just kind of asking that question, like, what now? Like, yeah. who am I? Right. Like, what do I do? Like, I feel like I have no purpose. I feel like like I just go to work. I mean, that's where I was when yeah. I quit, when baseball was done. It's like, I just go to work. And I have nothing. Like, it's just going through the motions. You yeah. come home and there's no joy. There's right. no excitement. There's sure. none of that. No passion. No like, passion. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, a few years later, ended up getting back into church. And it's just like, okay, cool. There's a spark there. Yeah. You know, go to go to ministry school and some things happen and have to pull out. And then, uh, you know, a few years later down the road, get back in ministry school and then get involved in another ministry that we were a part of. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like, man, okay, I found it. I have this joy. I have this excitement. And then realizing too, that my identity was found in the things that I did in that ministry right? or in my position that e I held. Even in that ministry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're doing great things, but right. my identity was found in all of that. Right. And then when those go away, you're back in that same spot again, like, what now? Yeah. You know, I, I, here I am again. Like, yeah. Just have no purpose. Wow. Wow. And I think there's so many people out there that just feel like they don't have any purpose. You know, I feel like that even in, mm. I'm 44 years old, about to be 45. Oh my gosh. And 
Um, I go through seasons of that too. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's like you can find yourself, you can find your identity for a season, but sometimes it's fine. You, you find it in something else, you right. find it in something else. And even right now, I feel a transition in my spirit. Like a, uh, it's like, I can feel God kind of just, um, pulling me and Haley away from a lot of things because I feel like he's about to do something new in our lives. But even in this moment, mm-hmm. besides, um, you know, being a, I know that's what you're going to talk about a little bit, uh, being a son of God, um, being a daughter of God for Haley. Um, it's like, I've kind of even lost myself in this moment a little bit because I'm not actively involved in a ministry. Right. And so, I love this topic that you're talking about tonight because I would love to really find my identity mm-hmm. in Christ. And and when we I think what you're what we're getting across that we taught this week is when we find ourselves in the Lord, then we know that we're his and it doesn't matter what we're doing, we 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 can walk this earth with knowing that we're um identified as a son or a daughter of his, Correct. and it helps us to navigate these seasons. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, share with us what you've got, man. Yeah. So like with all that, and it's just, like I said, me and you, same age, you're a couple months older than me. So I'll throw that one out there, <laughs> but Appreciate it. it is, it's, it's been that, that navigation of like seasons. Okay. I feel like I know who I am. Then I don't, Yeah, I know who I am. And then I don't, Yeah, you know, something happens, something changes, you move, things happen, new jobs, like right. my identity's wrapped in everything that I've been doing. Yes. And that's not the purpose of identity. Wow. And that's, that's where most people make their mistake mm. is their identity gets trapped or it gets locked on and they plant their flag in what they're doing. That's a good word. And, and that is not identity. Mm. Like, that is just, that's just something I do. It shouldn't be who I am. It's your assignment at the right. moment. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why so many people, it's just like, I remember when my dad retired and then some of his people, his friends retired, they went through depression because mm. they didn't know what to do after they, after, I mean, they went through depression after they retired because they right. didn't know what to do. Right. Because everything that they've always done in their identity has been found in their job. Wow. And so when mm. that's taken away, it's like, I have no purpose now. Yeah. And so... For me, it took up until re- really recently, this last year, year and a half, to really understand identity and what it was. Mm. And I'm still in the journey, the process of learning how to walk in it. Yeah. But I was reading in Romans, like if you really want to understand, is like I, I challenge everybody to read Romans. Yeah. But I was in Romans chapter 8. It's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Come on. And me and you have talked about this chapter yeah. for a while. Yeah. And it's Romans 8, verse 14 and 15. It says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Come on. So a few things that stand out in this passage to me is that first in verse 14, it says you're sons of God. That's good. And then the second thing that really stands out is like you've been adopted. Mm. Like you received the spirit of adoption. Mm. But what does that mean? Yeah. And, and me and you have talked about this and like, okay, so let's talk about adoption yeah. and what that looks like here in the States. I think we can, people can understand that. Sure. It's like parents, when they adopt, they choose. Mm. Like they have the opportunity to choose. Yeah. They, they, they can meet, they meet the kids, they meet babies, whatever it is. Yeah. They, but they choose. Right. Like the kids don't have a say so, the parents choose. That's good. And so when that happens, they bring these kids into their family. And younger ones, you don't see it as much like babies, but yeah. older ones, like 
you know, three, four, five, six, all the way up past that when they yeah. get adopted, a lot of times there is a problem of these kids coming into these parents' homes and receiving love and everything mm. the parents have to offer. That's good. Because of everything that's happened to them in their past with their previous parents and stuff that's happened. Wow. So there's all kind of guilt. There's all kind of shame. There's all kind of condemnation that if they bring in yeah. and they don't feel like they deserve the love, mm. they don't feel like they deserve anything that that family has to offer, and there's this pushback. Mm, that's, it doesn't mean that they're still mm, not chosen. Right. Their parents chose them. Wow. It doesn't mean that their parents still don't love them. They love them, and they're trying their best to give them everything. But it's those kids' choice whether or not they receive the love that their parents have and all the things that they have to offer them. So are you saying, like, these when you the parents adopt them, you choose them, mm -hmm. and then you're saying when the child goes to the home that they're still acting or believing that they're kind of still an orphan. Right. Okay. They're still, they still have that orphan mentality and that orphan mindset. Wow. And that's why I believe, or just looking at the way the church is, is the majority of the church today is operating in the orphan spirit. Wow. Because they don't feel like they belong. Mm. And they don't feel like they deserve the love of belong the Father. Belong to God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm. So, so that's kind of like what I look at when I see this word, that you've been adopted. Like, you have the choice whether or not to receive the love from the Father mm. and everything that He has to offer. Because mm. everything that He has His disposal has been given to you. Wow, that's so good. But so many times we don't feel like we deserve that. Mm. And so just really diving into this passage and really diving into Romans chapter 8, because it says, it starts out Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, it says, for there's no condemnation for those mm. who are in Christ. So good. Mm. And so why do we get stuck with our past coming mm. in and and let that keep us from anything and everything that he has to offer. Wow. And so the one thing that the Lord's just really dealing with me is he's he's taking me to the word righteousness. Okay. All right. And really breaking it down and what does righteousness mean? Okay. You know, and we've talked about that. And for yeah. the majority of most people when they hear the word righteousness, because it's not talked a lot about in church. Before we get into that, can we just pause and say there's one nugget that I think I just don't like, and I think a lot of people have, have heard or grasped this for a moment, that God chose you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. God chose you, and everything that he has is available to you, and we've got to get to the point where we don't listen to the lies of the enemy saying that we're not a child of God, that we're not, do we, do, you know, we don't deserve all these things that God wants to give us, is the bottom line is he chose us. Right, absolutely. And I think that, God, if we can just believe that and and anchor down in that, it will help mm -hmm. us fight through so many lies that we face inside of our mind. So jump right back into righteousness. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a great point. I think it is knowing that, man, I didn't choose him. He chose me. God, so good. Like, he's been coming after me this whole time. Yeah. And, and he's coming after everybody. He, like, he's he's always tapping on your heart. Why? Because he wants you. He wants to spend that time with you. Let's do it, yeah. You know, mm, and it's God, just so. like, when you really can see him in that picture, mm. like, man, that he is a good father. Yes. You know, yes. and I, I think for the majority of people, is we don't have a mindset that he's a good father. Mm. Because a lot of times we relate our earthly father to him. Because yeah. that's all we know about a sure, father, like sure. in the spiritual. But he's a good father. He loves you. Come on. That's right. And so, but getting into righteousness and really yeah. what that means, most people think that righteousness is right standing with the father. Okay. 
And it is. Right. Like you are in right standing with the Father, but there's so much more to it. So the first level of righteousness is right standing with God, meaning yeah. if you have your faith in Jesus, mm-hmm. you are in right standing with God. So this is the first level, but he's going to peel back some more levels of righteousness that are going to help us discover our identity. Yeah. So I, I, there's there's a passage I want to I read. It's 2 Corinthians 5.21. You know, and I call this the great exchange because it was. And it says, for our sake, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. Wow. So he who who knew no sin became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. Wow. Like it's one of the most powerful scriptures in the Bible. It's a powerful so that. Yeah. (laughs) So that. Right. Wow. Like he who knew no sin, perfect, became sin. Why? so that we could become the righteousness of God. Oh, my. So what does that mean? Why is it the great exchange? Well, when Jesus was on the cross hanging, when God looked at him, he didn't see Jesus. Mm. He saw us. He saw our sins, our failures, Mm. our shortcomings, Mm. our mistakes, everything that we've ever done, our Mm. sin. He became that. Why? So that when God looks at us now, he sees his son. That's so and good. because of that, he's put righteousness on us. We've been robed with righteousness mm. so that now we are exactly like him. So good. And come on. And so with that, so what does righteousness mean? There's there's the definition I want to give you. I was reading a book, and this is this guy just took it a step further. Right. And he says, Righteousness is the ability to stand in the Father's presence as though sin has never touched you. Wow without a sense of guilt or inferiority, no shame, no condemnation, nothing like that. And to stand with the same liberty and freedom that Jesus had with the Father in his earthly walk. Wow, that is a powerful definition. Like, I'm going to have to ask you to read that again. Pause for a moment. Listen to this, because this is the definition of righteousness. This is the definition of who you are in Christ, because Christ took on your sins and God gave you the righteousness of Christ. Listen to the definition one more time. Yeah. So righteousness means the ability to stand in the Father's presence as though sin has never touched us without a sense of guilt, shame, condemnation, or inferiority, and to stand with the same liberty and freedom that Jesus had with the Father in his earthly walk. Wow, that's loaded. So talking about that, and like the Lord, like, If we don't understand righteousness to its full extent, we're Mm. never going to walk in our identity and do Mm. the thing, everything that God's called us to do. Come on. We're only going to do just bits and pieces of Mm. it. But to fully walk in everything He's called us to do, we got to understand what righteousness is. Mm. And so by Him saying that, like there's a door over there. Mm. And other night I was teaching in our ministry school at the church, and and I told him, I said, if God was here right now, and he said, you can walk through this door right now and be mm. in the throne room with me and Jesus. Mm. How many of y'all could get up with a confidence and boldness and walk through that door? Wow. Mm. Like how many? Yeah. How many of you feel like you deserve to be in that room with them? Mm. That's and, so good. And, and for, for me, I mean, for the longest time, it's just like I didn't deserve, I didn't feel like I deserved to be in there. Yeah. Like That's good. there's so much stuff that I felt like that I've done that kept me from going in there. Right. And so, but what he's saying is because I've given you righteousness, mm. you belong in here. Not only do you belong in here, you deserve to be in here with us. That's so powerful. And it's like when you look at the story of the prodigal mm. son, the yeah. lost son, yeah. is when he returned, he's like, hey, I'll be a servant. 
But he said, no, he gave him a robe. What does that robe stand for? That robe's a symbolism that you belong. Wow, that's good. You know, yeah. you belong here. You're not a servant. Green, you're not a slave. Shoes, everything. Yeah, I yeah. gave you this robe. It's like mm. a, that robe of righteousness. I gave you this because you belong here. Man. I'm not worried about what you did. Come on. Like, that has no effect. Yeah. Like, you belong here. That's powerful. And so, but none of us, none of the majority of believers don't, don't think that way. Right. They don't think like they belong in the presence with the Lord. Mm. I mean, we look at it when you come to church on Sunday, how many times if, if you're married, if you got an argument with your wife and you yeah. come in there and he's like, I don't feel like I should be in here right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or you've gone out the night before and you still ain't living the best. You go yeah. out and you make some mistakes. You're like, man, I don't, I, I'm not going to church today because I don't deserve. Right. Like I don't. I, I've I've made a mistake. I've sinned. Mm. I don't belong there. Right. And that's and, and God's like, you belong here. You have mm. every right. Wow. Every everything. Mm. There's nothing that can keep you away. You belong here. You deserve to be here. That's so good. That's so you know. Good. And so I want us to understand that. Yeah. First John four seventeen says, "As he is, so are we." Mm. Like. We should be walking around right. the same way that he did here on this earth. Right. And the power and the authority. Second Corinthians 5, 10, 17 says, If anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. The oldest passed away, and behold, all things are new. Paul understood that. Mm. And here's what I want us to understand. The new creation has no past. That's good. Say that again, because you said that this week. We were out eating some barbecue, munching on some ribs, and he said this, and I was like, wow, I've never heard it put that way. Say that again. Yeah. The new creation has no past. So when God looks at you, He don't see nothing in your past. That's so he says, good. I remember your sins no more as far as the East is from the West. Wow. Like if I'm a new creation, all of that that I've done in the past is gone. Wow. Like it doesn't exist. That's and it's so like when you go in and you read the end of Romans 8, I'll read it for you. It yeah, says, for I'm convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. When you read that, what is the one thing missing in that passage? The past. Wow. It never said, he says, nor things present, nor things to come. He never mentions your past. <laughs> I've Why? never seen that of you. Why? Because he doesn't see it. Wow. It's covered. It's covered up. Mm. And we got to have that mentality mm. that when we look at ourselves. We're never going to walk in our identity and everything he's called us to do if we don't see ourselves the way he sees us. So this would be a good question. I think a lot of people out there may be thinking this. So when God, uh, the righteousness of God, when we give our life to Jesus, it takes away our past. He doesn't see our past. But what about the sins that I committed today? Like, I'm, like you say, I'm on the way to church. I'm on the way to you know, wherever I'm headed, and I don't feel like I should be there or I deserve to be there because I think sometimes people um, are are hit with the, but I knew better. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew better. I wasn't supposed to do this. Now I've given my life to Christ. He's forgiven my past, but now mm -hmm. I have a new uh, record, right. you, know, you know what I'm saying, right. of sin. So it kind of explained that part of like, you know, for the sins that I committed today or people committed this week or that, you know, how do we end that topic there? Because mm -hmm. the enemy is going to hit us. Well, yeah, yeah, you were. Yeah. But what about the now, ones you committed yesterday? Right. I still, the ones you committed yesterday, I still look at it with the passage that yeah. he don't look that. Right. He Come don't on. see that Come on. on you. Yeah. And that's the problem is we're so more sin conscious than we are heavenly conscious. Yeah. Righteousness conscious. You know, we, we don't understand that. We're more... 
believers, like in general, we we teach more and we and we we recognize more about our shortcomings and our failures and our sins than we do like who He's made us to be. Mm. You That's know, loaded. I so mean, <laughs> we are listening more to the enemy's voice than we are our God's voice. And it's, I think that uh, we've got to get to the point to where we listen to our Creator's voice more than we are listening to the one who's trying to destroy us. And I think that that you just that was that was so loaded. And uh, you know, I was trying to wrap my head around all that is saying that we're more sin conscious than we are righteousness conscious or heaven conscious or how God thinks about us. Um, mm-hmm. And if we can get to that point to where we think more about what God thinks about us than what right. the devil is telling us we are, mm-hmm. then those little the little gnats of the enemy are just are squashed by understanding truth. Right, because, I mean, that, that's the whole thing. The enemy's thing is he don't care if... You know what part of the fivefold you're in. Yeah. It doesn't matter to him. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't care if you go to church. He doesn't care if you read your Bible. The one thing he doesn't want you to know is your identity. God, so good. Because when you know that, you become just like Jesus was Ooh, when he walked the earth. That's good. And that's where the majority of believers aren't. Like, I'm trying to get there, you know, fully understanding it. Yeah. But that is not the one thing he doesn't want you to know is know who you are. God, so and good. And so that's why everything. We got so much in the world right now, gripping kids, gripping people, telling them who they are, mm. what they should do. Mm. You know, they're listening. There's so much they're listening to telling them who they are instead of just listening to who God says you are. Because in the end, that's all that matters. That's good. That's, that's all that matters. That's so good. And if we can't get our sin consciousness out of the way, right? like we're never going to walk in it. Right. Like we're so focused. We're more focused on what we've done mm. and then what instead of what he's called us to. Mm. That's you know, good. That's good. we might know, hey, he's called me to this, but I can't reach that because of this. Mm. That's you know, good. I've done this, I've done that. And I look at it as Paul. When Paul was standing in front of the Sanhedrin, they're trying to convict him of all these things. He's like, you know what? I mean, he killed, he was part of killing Stephen, all these other Christians. And you know what? He's just like, I've wronged no one. Mm. He stood up there with a confidence and a boldness to say, you know what? I've wronged no one. Why? Mm. Because that wasn't me. I'm a new creation. Right. He understand that. You know, I think that's what Paul is sitting there, and he was, you know, understanding Paul had murdered Christians. He had destroyed the church, the very thing that Jesus had died for. And then he would say there, can you, can you, can we just put us ourselves in Paul's shoes for a moment? Okay, if there's anybody that had to deal with the lies of the enemy that you aren't qualified to preach this gospel that yeah. you have been destroying, okay, he's sitting there, and I can... Sometimes it's like I can hear his words as he is he is talking to himself to pump himself up mm-hmm. to keep himself going in what God's calling him to do. And he's saying, hey, my, the one thing I do is to leave my past behind and mm-hmm. move forward and strive forward to the heavenly things of God. Yeah. You know, it's like he's had to tell himself over and over, just like we do. Right. I mean, I have to do it every day is go, mm-hmm. you know, Brad, I know you've done this. You've messed up. You messed up again today. Right. But you know what? You, you, we have to continuously tell ourselves that, that that God's righteousness covers us. We have that robe. Just because we made a mistake today doesn't mean the robe fell off of us, you know? Right. And we have to continually to, like David learned how to, um, you know, uh, strengthen himself in the Lord. And I mm-hmm. think that when Paul was sitting there going, hey, 
I have, you know, I, one thing I do is forgetting my past and, and, and moving forward towards the things of Christ Jesus is he's really trying to strengthen himself in the Lord to get back up from the enemy pounding him in his head yeah. that he's not qualified to do this. Right. And so if Paul felt like he wasn't qualified and wasn't righteous in the moment of whatever he was facing, you know, the one thing he would do was say, you know what, I've got to forget about my past and understand my identity and keep moving forward. Yeah. And and that's why he can stand in there and say, you know what, I've wronged no one. Wow. Why? Because he's sitting there saying, he goes, that wasn't me. That's not who I was created to be. Yeah. That was me living my life through my flesh, and God's created me to live my life through my spirit. God's and that's what you read when you read 6, 7, and 8 of Romans. You mm. see Romans 6 and 8 talking about life through the spirit, and he throws... Romans 7 in it. He's like, but this is what life looks like if you get away from living in the Spirit. Mm, that's good. You know, so many people was like, well, well, Paul had this issue where the things he wanted to do, he didn't do. No. <laughs> He's talking about the things I want to do or the things I don't want to do, I do. Yeah. That's what happens when I live my life through my flesh. It's good. It's good. When I live my life through the Spirit, he's saying, he says in there, he says that you are free from sin, that mm. you can walk a life free from sin wow. if you learn how to walk a life in the Spirit. That's good. That's good. And that's what God intended us to do. It's available. Right. Yeah. To live a life in the yeah. Spirit. And the only way we can understand that is through knowing who we are mm. and what we're clothed in. That's good. You see, and the one thing that God did is God solidified Jesus' identity twice. Okay. Like he put a stamp on it. All right. When Jesus went to get baptized with John, said mm. the heavens open, they hear a voice, sounds right. like thunder. And it says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Mm. Didn't say this is the Messiah. Yeah. This is the one you've been looking for. This is the apostle. This is the prophet. This wow. is the teacher. It didn't say none of that. It said, it's this a, is my son. It's a good word. Yeah. Same thing, Mount Transfiguration, when they're mm. up there. Mm. He shows up again. His voice comes out. He says, this is my son. Wow. Listen to him. Both times that he Both times. opens the clouds right. and says, this is my son. Yeah. He was letting, he was, he was telling them. Like Jesus, his identity was firmed in that. Mm. Not in he was the Messiah. Not in he was the be the great apostle, prophet. Yeah. None yeah. of that. His identity was found that he was the son. Mm. That's good. And so if we don't realize that we are sons mm. or daughters of God, yeah. like we're not. If yeah. we can't look in the mirror and look at ourselves in the mirror and say, I'm a son of God yeah. and believe it, mm. we're going to struggle. Yes. Dude, like, tell me that this, uh, you said something I've been thinking about the last few days. Um, since you said it when we were there munching on the ribs and you said that there was a guy that you wouldn't listen to that stands in front of the mirror every day yeah. and he and he says certain things mm -hmm. to so his body hears it and believes it. What yeah. was that? Well, his name is Dan Muller. And, yeah. man, I love him because he just preaches identity and righteousness. And mm. this is really where got me on this about a year and a half ago, okay. just really starting, yeah. like, there's something different about him. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you see those people, it's like, man, this guy walks in something different. Yeah, like, sure. What is it? I want to know. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm gravity. That's what, like, gravity, like, just pulls me in. Come on. Like, and just run towards those. But he talks about every morning, he said, for the past 30 or 40 years, since he's really, since the Lord really took him to righteousness, broke it down what it meant. He's like, I get dressed and I'm walking out of my bathroom and I stop in front of the full body mirror mm. and I look at myself and I, he goes, I stop and I look in front of the mirror and I tell myself, you're the righteousness of Christ. That's good. He's like, you are a son of God. Wow. He says, there are things today that the Lord has for you. Mm. He says, now go out and do everything he's called you to do. 
He's like, because you're his son. And he says, I'll reach and I'll fist bump myself in the mirror <laughs> yeah, that's and I'll good. walk out. Wow. I love it. And it's the thing is just like, we can read all about identity. We can read all about righteousness. We yeah. won't. Yeah. But it's not going to change until we believe it. That's good. And then sometimes you got to tell yourself over and over mm-hmm. and over until it sinks and, in. And, and, you know, you can talk to yourself in the mind and, and you know, that's cool. Right, but you're gonna start believing it more when you say it out loud and your ears hear your mouth saying it. Because mm, it talks good. about faith comes by hearing. That's good. So when you start speaking things and your body starts hearing it, there's an alignment that starts to happen. Wow, that's good. And so we got to start saying things. We got to get in the front of the mirror. And like I challenge people, get in front of the mirror and start saying, you know what? I'm a son of God. Mm. I'm a daughter of God. That's start cool. hearing yourself. Yeah. The more you start to say it, the more and mm. you hear it, the more you're going to start to believe it. That's good. And eventually you're going to start walking in it. Mm. And until yeah. then, like we're we're just we're not I don't want to get to heaven and, be, and realize, man, I left a lot on the playing field. Yeah, no, you know, I, don't I want to walk in. Yeah, like Paul said, he goes, "I fought the good fight, I finished the race, I kept the faith, I did everything that I was called to do." That's good. You know, oh, like I don't want to limp in and have to be carried into heaven. <laughs> yeah, like I want to know that I left it all in the field and there was nothing I regret. Come on, that's so good. And so, and so the thing is, is like. We can't earn righteousness. We yeah. can't do anything to gain it. Yeah. When Jesus died, rose again, and we believed in him, it was given to us. Okay, right there. Like, we have it. So if I gave Irby $100, and I, well, I said this, if I put $100 in Irby's account, that was deposited into his account. He has $100. When we put our faith in Jesus, he deposits righteousness into our spiritual account we have righteousness. It's 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 there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have it. All of it. Yeah. The fullness of it. Yeah. Not a partial. Like we can't grow in it. We have every bit of it. Yeah. The only thing we can grow in is in the knowledge of it. Come on. Is how to walk in it. That's good. How and and how to grow in the faith with it. Yeah. And so that's what he's calling us to, and that comes mm. by by reading the word. Come on. Uh, one of the passages that I was talking to. Let me find it. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to make sure we. I say it right, Uh, but it's Romans chapter 1, and it's verse 16 and 17. It says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. I love that just to begin with. Yeah. Like, it's nothing we do. Like, Mm -hmm. it's the power. It's the power of God the gospel is. Come on. Like, from the beginning to the end, like, that's the power to save people. Yes. And he says, For the Jew first and the Gentile, then in verse 17, he says, for in it, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed wow. from faith to faith, and the righteous shall live by faith. God, that's good. The one thing that we got to do is we either believe it or we don't. Yeah. We got to believe it. Come on. It's like we can't earn it. There's nothing we can do. We just got to believe, believe. it. Mm. We, we make we make Christianity so difficult. Yeah, we do. Trying to work for it, trying to do things. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not, man. It is so simple. Yes. It says... Just believe. Come on. Like, if you have faith of a mustard seed, you can say that mountain move and it shall be moved. Yes. You know, and we, I just think believers in general really have a, like, our faith is not where it needs to be. We'd be on the boat with Jesus. He'd be like, you of little faith. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, yeah. And so, but he's calling us to that faith. Come on, he's come on. He's calling us to that righteousness. Yeah, I feel it stirring. He's yeah. calling us to that sonship <laughs> to walk is the way that he walked. Because if he's a new creation, so are we. Mm. If he's the righteousness of God, so are we. If he's an heir of God, so are we. Mm. 
you know, if he's the master of the underworld, so are we in his name. Wow. You know, if he has fellowship with the Father, so do we. Come on. And if he has all authority of heaven and earth, so do we in the name of Jesus. Come on. You know, he knew who has identity. He knew who he was. He knew mm. who his father was. Mm. He knew that everything his father had was at his disposal. Mm. You know, we were talking about it, and I was like, I was looking at it. It's like John 14, John 15. John 15 is probably my favorite chapter in the Bible in Romans Mine 8. too. Mine like, too. I love John 15. Yes. But in that passage is when we were sitting here, like, Jesus is about to go to the cross. Mm. He's about to go. And don't you think that the last thing that he was telling his disciples is one of the most important things? Yes, I do. And so they just get through with the upper room. He's still talking to them. And as John 14 says, you're the salt of the salt of the world. You know, you're you're the light on the hill. Like all these things. But he says, in John 14, the things I did, you'll do an even greater. Wow. And then John 15, he gives you the outline of how to do that. Mm. Abide. You know, let my yeah. words abide in you. Come on. You know, my love abide in you. <coughs> right. But he said, if the things I did, you'll do an even greater. And the Lord started really dealing mm. with me in this when we talked about it. Yeah, yeah. And so, like for so many believers, their goal is to do the things that Jesus did. Yeah. And that is a great goal. Oh, absolutely. You know, I would yeah. love to go and do the things <laughs> yeah, that he did. Yeah, yeah. You know, and still striving for that. Yeah. But the Lord really just started, like, checking me on it. He said, mm. that shouldn't be your goal. Mm. And I'm like, wow, I want to do the things that you did. He goes, your goal should be the greater. Wow. Come on. He goes, that's what you should be aiming for. Mm. The things that I did should be your starting point. Mm. And when he looked, he sent the disciples out before they really understood anything and they were doing what he did. <coughs> like Peter. Right. The shadow. Right. Yeah. You know, Peter did things that God didn't do. His shadow healed somebody. You never read that about Jesus. Right. And so it was the greater. They're say, he's saying, I've called you to do greater things than I did. Yeah. Why? Because I'm leaving everything with you, my mm. identity, my righteousness, the Holy Spirit, all of that you have to go out there and accomplish that. Mm. You know, that should be your starting point, and you should strive for the greater. Come on. Just like me and you were talking, it's like if I had a business, okay. and I'm building my business, and when I go to retire, I hand it over to my son, mm -hmm. I shouldn't expect my son to, or I shouldn't, tear down and destroy the business and expect him to build it back to where it was. That's good. And try to gain and try to yeah. strive to do all that I did. Yeah. No, his job is to take it from where I left it wow. to greater heights. Wow. Pause. You got to hear this. Somebody time out. Let me get a 20 second. This is so good that Jesus had built up his ministry to the place. He handed it over to the disciples to do even greater things and that's what he is, um, you know, we, we think of the cap on Christianity is right here. And God is saying, no, it's way greater. There's so much more that he has in store for us. But unless we understand who we are in Christ and understand the righteousness that we can walk through that door into the throne room right. and walk around with the glory of God and the power and authority of God, that we that's what it's going to take to continue running that business, running yeah, the Christian, you know, the, what God has built, building that and, and building upon the foundation of Jesus. But that's the foundation. Mm -hmm. He wants us to continue to build and do even greater things. That's so good. Right. He's like, I set the tone and it's now you're taking it to the next level. Yeah. That's what he's calling us to do. Yes. And I don't think, I mean, and for the longest, I never looked at it that way. Me either. And when you start to look at it that way, it changes your perspective. Yep. You know, when you start to look at your identity as a son and really understanding that, hey, what that is mm. and righteousness and what you've been clothed in, mm. like it changes everything. It's like, okay, now I know that I can reach the greater and mm. what he's called me to do. 
Like he's called me to do these things because I have everything at his disposal. Mm. The only thing I'm lacking is the faith. Come on. To believe on. that I can do these That's things. That's good. That's so good. That's the only thing that I'm lacking. Yeah. And the one thing it is, is forgetting the past and striving yeah. to what he's called us Come to. Come on. That's so good. And so all of those things, man. And that's just where the Lord's had me. Yeah, you that's know, beautiful. And for the longest, and still too, so many people are caught up in, I'm a pastor. Yeah. You know, I'm this. I'm that. It's great to know your gifts. It's mm. great to know all of those things, but that's not your identity. Come on, that's good. All of those are going to pass away when we get to heaven. That's There's right. going to be no need for that. That's... The only thing that will not pass away is I'll never stop being his son. Come on. Or I'll never stop being his daughter. That's so good. That's the only thing that's God. everlasting is that I am his. That's good. All the other things are Hear gone. this. Wow. God, that's so good, Irby. You got to go back and listen to this um, again because there's so much that he has unpacked in understanding your identity and in the righteousness of Christ. And so if you're listening live, great. But go back and listen to, uh, it'll be on YouTube. Um, you can go and listen to it. It's called Finding Your Identity. But there's so much in here, and we got to understand our identity in this hour and so that we can walk in what God's called us to to walk in and um Man, Irby, before we close it out, is there anything else that you wanted to say to end this? Or, um, you know, is there anything else that you wanted to say before we uh, call it a day? No, I mean, just more than anything is, man, don't let what's happened in the past rob you mm. from what God's called you to. It's good. Like, learn to, man, learn to shut the voices of the world out. Mm. You know, and one way to do that is to really unplug for some, like yeah. I challenge people to unplug for some stuff for a couple of weeks and yeah. just read. Yeah. Because that's where all this is discovered. Come on, in the Bible. You know, yeah. You know, a lot of times we, we feel like, oh, I heard this. But you know what? If the voices you're hearing doesn't line up with what the scripture's saying, then you're listening to something you shouldn't be listening to. Mm. It's the enemy trying to lie to you. Yes. Because his his voice will never contradict his word. Come on. And so we got to get in his word. Yes. We got to know it because yeah. it says that's where righteousness is revealed. Come on. That's where your faith is revealed. That's where your identity is revealed. That's so you good. You know, Proverbs says the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it's the glory of kings to search out that matter. Whew. Like he's hidden things in there for you right. to search out because he wants to spend time with you. He wants to mm. take you deep and to reveal some of these mysteries that he has mm. that people worry about or wonder Man. about. Man. Like he wants to spend time with you because he loves you. And he wants you to more than anything to know that you are his child. Yes. Like if I could say anything, is understanding that you are his. You've yeah. been adopted. Come on. Like he loves you. Yes. He cares about yeah. you. Like he wants to spend time with you. And there's nothing you've done in the past that can keep you away from it. Come on. Come the on. new creation has no past. That's 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 powerful. Right there. The new creation has no past. And it's it's erased. It's erased. If it was yesterday, it's erased. If it was five minutes ago, it's erased. Mm -hmm. We just have to go in to um, shut the door, go in and have some alone time with Jesus, yeah. spend time with Him, and go into that throne room and begin to talk to Him and listen to Him and, and develop that relationship with God because that's where you're going to find your identity. Your identity is found in your relationship with Jesus. Um, as a son of God, as a daughter of God, and going and spending time with Him and getting to know Him. You know, the Bible's clear about that the goal of Christianity is not to do miracles. 
Um, it's not to prophesy, you know, it's not to cast out demons. It's not to do all these things. A lot of times that we seek, the Bible is clear that the goal of Christianity is to know Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we must stop all of this and just, sometimes it's like you've been searching so hard and so long, but you've done everything but what you know you need to do. And that's go behind closed doors, shut off all distractions and get along with God and begin to develop that relationship with Him that you know you want and that you know that that's where all the treasures of life are found. That's what Colossians tells us in the Bible, that all treasures of life are found in Jesus. And so, Irby, today I would love for you just to pray for us, man. Yeah, absolutely. And pray and close this thing out and... Um, just pray over our identities and pray over, uh, you know, whatever you feel led to pray. But like, I'm going to just let you pray us out and, uh, man, just whatever you feel led to. Yeah, I want to say one thing before yeah, you do. Yeah, absolutely. Is if you make a mistake, if you do sin, you know, the enemy wants to drag you down in that. Like, yeah. He wants to remind you of it. He yeah. says that, oh, you're not fit. Mm. You know, God doesn't love you. He looks down mm. upon you. He's mad at you. He's not. Mm. You know, God could have established his kingdom anywhere on yeah, earth. Come on. Anywhere. Wow. And you know what he did? Mm. He looked at you and said, That's a place fit for the king. And he put his son in here. God. He chose us. Like, wow. this is where <laughs> I want my throne and my kingdom That's to be so set up good. inside of us. That's so good. And so, like, if you do make a mistake, man, don't don't worry about that. Yeah. Like, we can't. That's why Romans 8 1 says there's no condemnation. Mm. Just get up, look at yourself in the mirror. Wherever you're at, rearview mirror, your car, whatever. Yeah. Just say it out loud if there's no mirror and say, you know what? That wasn't me. Come on. That's not who God created me to be. Yeah. And just yeah. move on past it. Move on it's past it. It's done. It's over with. Yeah. The more we dwell on get it. Get back into the spirit. Right. The yeah, more yeah. we dwell on it, the yeah. further away we get from him. Yeah. So just cut it off, stop it. And then eventually, that's not even going to be an issue anymore. Because you're going to understand who you are. Your identity is going to be sparked. It's like you 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 understand that you have the right to leave your flesh and to walk into the Spirit no matter yeah. what you've just done. Sometimes we feel like we're too big of a hypocrite that we don't have the right to walk right back into the Spirit yep. after we've messed up. Mm-mm. And it was what you're saying tonight is you do. Just like the prodigal. Yeah. He came home. Yeah. First thing he did, put a robe on him. Yeah. Why? You Come belong on. here. Come on. I'm not. I'm not going to let you sleep outside. Yeah, yeah. coming in. Come on, that's you so belong good. here. God, that's so what good. God says. Absolutely, you belong here. Come on, man. Pray so, us out, brother. So, God, first off, Lord, I just thank you that I'm your son. Mm. I want to thank you that we're your sons and daughters, mm. and there's nothing we can do that can separate your love from us, mm. that can push us away from you. Like you love us, God. I thank you that you want to spend time with us, God. Lord, I thank you for sending your son to die for us mm. and, to, and to raise again. Mm. And I thank you for the righteousness that you've given us, that you have allowed us to walk in, mm. that you don't see our past, God. When you look at us, you see, you see what you've created us to be. Mm. Lord, God, I thank you, Lord, that everyone listening, Father God, I just pray, God, you just open their eyes to see who they really are. God, that we don't get stuck in what we see in the flesh, Father God. Lord, I pray, God, allow them to see who who you've created them to be in the Spirit, Father. Lord, but more than anything, Lord, just let us know, let them know, God, that they're your son and they're your daughter. Mm. How much you love them, how much you care about them, how proud you are of them, Father. God, I thank you for always loving us. 
Lord, I thank you for even in the mistakes, you didn't ever turn your back on us. You came closer to us and you continued to draw us in. Mm. Just like the prodigal story, you ran to him, Lord, in the times that you've ran to us. Mm. But God, I just pray, Lord, that everyone listen, God, that their spirits would just be awakened and come alive, Lord, like never before. God, I pray that you open our ears to hear you like we've never heard you and open our eyes to see you like we've never seen you, God. Lord, I just pray that as everyone sleeps, God, just reveal dreams to them, God, just to draw them closer on who you are and the plans that you have for them, Father. Mm. God, I pray that as they dive into the scriptures, their identity, Lord, is revealed. Mm. Lord, that they understand and they grasp it wholeheartedly and run, God, and never look back. Mm. Lord, I praise you and I thank you, God. I believe that you're just raising up an army of people who know who they are, Mm. God, that won't stop. Because our purpose, Lord, is to know you, Lord, and to make you known. So, God, we love you. We thank you. Lord, and we just give you all the glory Mm. and all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I feel the presence of God so strong right here in the studio. Wow, that is so powerful. What a powerful prayer. Thanks for being with us, man. Yeah, dude.